Hydration isn't only for athletes training, it's for all of us. It's a huge part of daily maintenance. Whether you were in New Orleans, Japan, or honestly anywhere in the world this summer, there was no escaping the crazy heat wave we had. When I was in Japan back in July, I spent plenty of time outdoors, walking from place to place, just a hot, sweaty mess. While those convenience stores along the way had some refreshing drinks like Picari Sweat, there was one thing I wish I had brought along with me for the trip. Liquid IV, the number one powdered hydration brand in America. I found out about Liquid IV after getting back, and I'll say the convenient packaging alone makes this a must-bring wherever you're going, be it any type of travel, business, or pleasure. After a workout, sometime outside in the heat, or maybe just after a long night with friends. With only one stick and 16 ounces of water, Liquid IV hydrates you two times faster and more efficiently than water alone, while taking in five essential vitamins, that's B3, B5, B6, B12, and C, and three times the electrolytes as leading sports drinks. It comes in 12 tasty flavors. My favorite, personally, is strawberry lemonade and tropical punch. Real people, real flavor, real hydrating. Get 20% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use Crew of Japan, K-R-E-W-E-O-F-J-A-P-A-N, at checkout. That's 20% off anything you order when shopping Better Hydration today using promo code Crew of Japan at liquidiv.com. What are you waiting for? Get hydrated. Hello, I'm Doug, and welcome to the Crew of Japan podcast, a weekly podcast where we take you on audio journeys through Japanese culture. This time on Crew of Japan podcast. Welcome back to our podcast. Here we are, we're wrapping up season four. The crew is coming together to take a look back at all the episodes featured in our fourth season of the podcast. We had a blast over the last year. That's right, a year. It was about a year of planning and execution that went into season four. As always, our goal in each episode is to take you, our listeners, on audio journeys through Japan and its culture. However, in the course of making each episode, we find a little bit more out about Japan ourselves. We had some truly incredible guests come on and share some outstanding knowledge and stories. Maddie, Jennifer, and I sit down and reflect back on all the things that went into this season, from some behind-the-scenes talk, milestones, favorite moments, a look ahead to season five, and even read some listener feedback and suggestions. If you're an avid listener, this will be a fun behind-the-scenes episode for you. Or maybe you're new to the crew and are working your way backwards catching up on our podcast. This might give you a taste of what's to come, or already came? Anyway, we hope you enjoy this recap episode. Let's go. Are you looking for a different way to experience Japan from the comfort of your own home? Look no further than Tokyo Treat. Tokyo Treat is a monthly pop Japanese subscription box that brings you 20 of the latest, exclusive, limited edition, and seasonal flavored Japanese snacks that are only available otherwise in Japan. Some only for a limited time, like Sakura Pepsi, Japanese Sake Kit Kats, ramen, and a lot more. September's box helps bring the celebration of Skimi, or Japanese moon viewing, to you and your taste buds. This centuries-old tradition is a time to go outdoors and appreciate the beauty of the autumn moon and hopefully cooler weather while giving thanks for the harvest. Well, Tokyo Treat has harvested some Skimi-themed snacks just for you to enjoy under the moonlight with friends and family, including chestnut-flavored Kit Kats, mint chocolate moon pebbles, full moon rice crackers, and more. Check out the booklet inside your curated box for more information about the snacks you'll receive, as well as allergen information and a wealth of details about Japanese culture. Sign up today, whether it's for you or maybe just as a gift for a friend or a family member, and use our promo code KOJPODCAST, K-O-J-P-O-D-C-A-S-T, and check our show notes or link tree for more details. Yoroshiku ne!
So hey everybody, we are back. This is Doug, and we have Jen and Maddie here today. Hey! Hello. What's up, guys? You know, just finally we are at the end of season four. We are. We are. It, it has been three months, four months almost, since we've recorded an episode, an interview <laughs> rather. Like all the yeah. episodes you've heard in the middle <laughs> between June and, and for the most part, we have one that I recorded in June. But everything's been in, in the books. It's just been kind of hanging out <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> as we waited to edit. So we were shaking off a little rust here dusting some dust off of our microphones to get back on the saddle and like. uh, bring you this season four recap. <laughs> <laughs> so first of all, welcome back, Maddie, to another episode. Thank you. Yeah, you, you you went on our episode about the theme cafes. Yes, yes. Yes, indeed. And I yes, am indeed. still praying for an Animal Crossing themed cafe. I'm just <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. That would be a. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you. I mean, we can, we can pray. No, I'm telling you, we could pray for you know uh, Universal Japan. I mean, they have that little partnership with Pokemon right now. You never know; they could pull out something. It would be a million dollar idea. It really would. Maybe more than that. More than <laughs> Maybe <a> so. <laughs> yeah. Maybe Hopefully so. more than a million because I think that will be what drives them there. You're uh, right. You're <laughs> right. That's actually not that much these days, is it? <laughs> <laughs> One million dollars. Okay, so. <laughs> But yeah, it's been a it's been a long season, really long. Like it really again. has, but I feel like it has. The prep for the season had it started back in probably December of last year. Yeah, maybe November. Whenever Twitter started to talk about like going downhill early, mm. early on when people said they were going to leave Twitter, is when we started sending out invites on Twitter real quick, trying to connect with people <laughs> about episodes. Just so we had a few. There. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. This this season's been long. It's been a lot of work put in for a long period of time you know we had in my opinion a great season i I mean obviously i'm biased but uh, (laughs) and i think y'all are too but it was really fun it was a fun one i think every season we always say like oh this was my favorite episode oh this was my favorite episode this season though i feel like was a lot of challenges but also a lot of rewards yeah yeah definitely definitely. i feel like like this was a really good solid season with like everything to show for you yeah. aren't lying there. I mean, we had travel gaps <laughs> between you and me, Jen. You were out of the country yeah. for a couple of months. I traveled out of the country twice over a couple of months. So, and working in between and doing all that stuff. And then also just there's a lot of logistics that go on with putting interviews and, and trying to configure a workable schedule for everybody involved in everything. So yeah. it's really, there's a lot that goes on behind the scenes that it makes it not sound as easy and a lot of yeah. sleepless nights for me when it comes to editing. <laughs> exactly. Because like we do we do have a timeline of like, oh, how many episodes do we need? Okay, we need to do these episodes within this amount of time. But then we get stumped sometimes because what we've planned just goes out the window because sometimes, you know, we had a recording that was way too long. Mm. And, you know, we love those. But then it's like, okay, we need to kind of split it apart because it goes over like that hour point. Yeah, yeah. And that's how we get two-parters. Right. And, you know, now that you brought up two-parters, I wanted to get your thoughts on air. This is live. We haven't discussed this in advance or anything. But I wanted to get your <laughs> I wanted to get your thoughts on two-parters because we've done them a few times. We did it with Albo. We did it with Dogen. We did it with Rob Dyer. Of, I feel uh, like we did Japan. it heavily in this season. Well, we only did it once in the season. Are you sure? I feel like we did it twice. Are nope, you sure? Just, just the Pokemon one. We did two two-parters last year. We oh. did Baliana Key. We did Albo. And did we do somebody else? I don't know. I think we did a couple sets. 
yeah. in season three and a couple sets in season two. And this year we only did one because I feel like we have a little bit of a drop off in the second episode in terms of like downloads and listenership. We don't get everybody that listened to part one back for part two. So I don't know. I'm curious to hear your thoughts on two part episodes. I don't know. I, I, I think I feel that way too. Like two parters, they're good for us because yeah. then it's like, okay, we, we don't have to worry about a week. But for, you know, listeners, I don't know. I don't know if two-parters are that good because then, yeah. like you said, you know, what if they didn't listen to part one? Then they're like, okay, then I'm just going to, like, not listen or I'm going to skip. Yeah. And, you know, we don't want that. We would ideally not want that. But, hmm. yeah, I don't know. Maddie, what do you think? Yeah. I feel like you would be more of, like, a good perspective, like, from the outside of all this. Yeah. I think that from, like, a listener's perspective, I could see it being a little tedious. I mean, but I also feel like it can be so great, too, if you're, like, really fascinated about the subject. Yeah. To be like, oh, no way. This is a two-parter? Okay. I'm sure that there are some people out there who feel like they're really cool so maybe there's like a medium y'all could do you know like one per season or something like that you know which is basically what ended up happening this season anyways it would be interesting to hear from listeners also what they i know that that's what i was gonna say if like if you're listening to this episode and you have an opinion on this let us know because it really is something that I think, especially when we have those longer hour and a half or hour 15, hour 20 minute interviews, where from our perspective, a lot of it depends if there's a clean cut somewhere in the middle where you can logically split the episode in half. You can't just force it. It has to be a clean, like, you know, there's got to be a divide and which it worked out for the most part in all of our past ones. You know, unless there's something like I think Jen, like we did with the Pokemon episode where the second half of the interview with Daniel was a little bit shorter than the first half, but we added a little bit more context and and story and conversation after the fact where you add a little bit of our own commentary or maybe it was months after we interviewed Daniel. So we had a little bit more input to give. So I think those kind of things are fine uh, in those regards. But if it's just splitting for the sake of splitting, I almost wonder if if it's a longer interview and people really want to hear it, they'll stick around for a full length episode, full length. You know, they may just split, yeah, listen I remember, to it I remember that's one of the things that, you know, when Nigel was here and he was kind of our logistics guy about the mm-hmm. podcast, that was one of his concerns was the episodes being too long and like not retaining listeners. I don't know. I feel like these days people are actually okay with, you know, listening to long episodes, I feel. I feel. I don't know. I mean, because sometimes you're not really, like, technically listening. Like, you kind of just have it in the background while you do stuff. Yeah. I feel like that's what podcasts are perfect for. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I don't know. Maybe Yeah, yeah, maybe some longer episodes and some shorter episodes can kind of, like, even it all out. Yeah, this sounds like a great Instagram story poll. Yeah. <laughs> After this episode comes out, I'm going to put a poll out on Instagram and see what people say. Yeah. That's a good idea. I'm legitimately curious. Like, from an editor perspective, it's great because it's one less topic that we have to decide on for the season. You know, mm-hmm. one, one other guest that we don't have to plan out. So, logistically, it saves us a little bit of time. But does it make sense? That's where it comes back to. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, thank you for bringing that up, Jen, because I think that was a, a good conversation point for this season because we've done it a few times in the past. And Yeah, and we have. Is this I remember it do? kind of like either throwing us off of our schedule or like being beneficial because we're like, oh, good. Then we don't have to like <laughs> hurry up and get this person. Right, <laughs> right, right. Exactly. 
So some other things that with this season that were a little new. I mean, we had some milestones we hit this season. We hit 20,000 downloads total. Yay! Um, we're actually at 22 right now. But Heck yeah, yeah. We're, doing, steady, we're doing pretty steady. good. And we had our first ads and sponsors. I know. Look at us. Crazy. I feel like we've graduated. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if our listeners appreciate the ads. Sorry, guys. Yeah, I don't. I, <laughs> I appreciate because I don't know. I feel like that means like we're doing something right. If people sure like, that own businesses are like, hey, I like your stuff. Let me yeah. be on your stuff. Yeah. I'm like, heck yeah, we're doing good. I don't yeah. know. That's what I feel. It's definitely... <laughs> For lack of better terms, it makes it sound a little more legit. <laughs> but no, it helps. It definitely is something that helps pay the bills. We have a lot of like hosting and 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 you know some of the tools we use for our marketing and mm. uh, social media posts and things like that. Those are subscription based, where we have to actually pay for that. And while we do have some budget allocated for it in Japan Society. This is actually some of this we've been paying out of pocket for like yeah. a couple of years. So having these additional revenue come in just off of advertisements actually helps out a lot. Yeah. So that's really cool. You know, World War II Museum has like a fantastic. I haven't actually seen it yet, but the Gopher Broke exhibit I hear I've only heard great things about it. And Tokyo Treat, which we still get to do our unboxing or whatever those are called. <laughs> I fought for that one. I know I you thought, did. Nice. I, I know you fought. did. I that I mean the 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 the. Affiliate rap, that, that's where I'm going to work. <laughs> she probably was like, please stop emailing me. <laughs> <laughs> I made the godfather of all pitches. And then they asked for a media kit. And I was like, what's that? <laughs> so I had to like Google it and then I put one together. So we have a media kit now. I got to actually add it to our website. Nice. We have business cards. Yeah. We have all this stuff. It, it makes us feel... Legit. I know. It's just a <laughs> testament to all the work y'all are putting in. It's so awesome to see it blossom like this. Yeah, it's been it's been great. It's well, been I so definitely feel like Doug has definitely held the podcast for this season mm. because life was just so crazy for me this past year that I I was lucky I could like even record or do stuff like that. And um, you know, Doug was Doug, props to you, my dude. You you held this season together. I know, like we've been off schedule for you know a few weeks, but yeah, better than what I would have done, honestly. So I, I don't even know how I did it in the beginning. Mm-hmm. I think in the beginning you have a full steam ahead, like mentality. Yeah, and then I had it a couple weeks or three, four weeks in the middle where it was just me at the house while my family was in Japan, and that allowed me a little bit more time to work on a lot of things, like mm. on top of actual work. Then after we came back and after they got the school year starting and things got hectic. So we try to release on Fridays at noon. But as you, as a lot of people have probably noticed that they start to be Saturday morning at 8 a.m. Because I needed that <laughs> Friday night to kind of put everything over the top, put a bow on it. And then the last couple of weeks, I just had wait like, between six, like an illness running through the entire household and stuff. Mm. It's been tough. But we're going to have this episode on, on Friday, I hope. If you're listening to this and it's not Friday when the episode was released, just know that I planned on it, <laughs> but it'll probably be Saturday morning. Let's be real. Um, just know that it'll be extra special as a result. <laughs> right, right, right. So um, on top of all that, we had new, some new social media too. I got us a Blue Sky account. I somehow finagled a, an invite from somebody and then invited myself to set up the Crew of Japan one. And then uh, we are on LinkedIn now, which actually has grown quite a lot 
for one reason, I literally invited everyone on my contact list, which is like 800 people. It's a bunch of like IT recruiters that are getting like invites to follow Career Japan. They're like, what the hell is this? <laughs> <laughs> like people that have no affiliation whatsoever, they're getting it. But actually we've had some people like say, okay, yeah, sure. I'll check it out. So it's been kind of nice. kind of neat and yeah, uh, getting good. some comments on that. So it was pretty cool. Trying to grow on social media. Mm. We got some new episodes out on YouTube. We've been putting YouTube shorts out there. Um, it's just yep. a way of getting things on our account. Yeah, that's something that I really, I want to try and up my game with. I know I've said it continuously. It's hard. It it's is hard. hard. It's hard to find time because I don't yeah. even have time to do my own YouTube channel stuff. Yeah. Mm. And so, like, I'm just like, oh, my God, how am I going to yeah. do this? But I really do want to try and get Crew of Japan YouTube at least a little bit more stuff. Not only the backlog of the podcast that I've been doing, just new content. I, I wanna, I wanna start doing more. So let's do it. Let's Hopefully, do it. keep listeners pester me about it, please. <laughs> we, we need to t- tap into some of our guests that may have had YouTube and see if they want to collaborate on something. Ooh. Oh yeah, that'd be fun. I don't know. Who. I didn't think of that. I don't know. Oh. I don't know who would. But I know I some people that would. I know who they are. I know who yeah. loved us. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's give it a try. We give it a try. Yeah. Speaking of guests, though, this season we had a guest count of seventeen. 17 guests, which we will give a quick recap of who those guests are. First off, we had uh, Norm Nakamura of Tokyo Lens for our Shamisen episode. That was Jen's get, big time get. So in Shamisen, there's no strumming. There is no plucking. It's like a taiko with strings and you're using the plectrum to actually strike it incredibly hard. And so there's that dynamics of it. It's really like playing a string instrument that's a taiko drum at the same. If you look at the Shamisen's body, that's actually a little taiko drum on there. So there's not really any like chords. We don't really like hold them down and play like that. It's one note by one note more often than not. There are exceptions to that rule, obviously, but it's very different from guitar in every way that I can imagine in that aspect. Jen, do you want to share? (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God, that took like a year or over a year to get. Uh, I remember you were getting like some really good guests, Doug, and I was like, let me shoot my shot. Let me try and get Norm from Tokyo Lens. And I was so close. Like the first contact, he was like, yeah, I want to do this. I was like, yes, I got him. And then it was like silent for a year. And I was like, what happened? I thought I had him. (laughs) And then I was like, you know what? I'm going to try again. Did you reach back out or did they reach back out to us randomly? No, I did. I reached back out again after I had Raina, my daughter. I was like, you know, I'm back in the game. Let me try again. And I did. And then it finally worked again. He was like, oh, yeah, I'm sorry. You know, I was so busy. And. I know this man is busy. He, I think, has like the wackiest list of things that he wants to do in his life. And he's just accomplishing them one by one. Mm. Check mark, check mark. I see how busy you are. Like, I understand that. So don't feel bad. I'm just happy he made time for us. I mean, that was I the know, thing. Like, me too. Little old us. Yeah. Little <laughs> old crew of yeah. Japan. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that was, he was such a nice dude. And I actually, Aww. when I went to... When I went to Japan this summer, I got to meet him twice. I know, you jerk. Uh, no, I know, I'm sorry. I wasn't trying to brag when I sent you the pictures. I was just saying, like, look. But uh, no, I got to <laughs> I got, I got, got to meet him. I brought him some uh, jambalaya. Big jambalaya fan. Oh, nice. Which I did not know that. I just happened to have, like, a bunch of, like, <laughs> Cajun food that are Creole food that from New Orleans that I brought with me. And I'm like, I usually do that as, like, omiyage. We talked about it in our omiyage episode. But yes. I was like, all right. 
I'll bring this. And I, I remembered on our call, he was drinking a lot of coffee. So I, I brought like some PJ's coffee and, <laughs> you know, I was like, a thank you. Just, you know, you took out time. You helped us out. Yeah. And he was like, oh, my God. TJI Fridays used to have jambalaya all the time. And then they cut it off the menu like a few months ago. And he's like, <laughs> I've been having a craving for jambalaya. Oh, my God. And here's <laughs> here's a, a box of jambalaya showing up at my doorstep. <laughs> so um, he was nice. really thrilled about that. So when I went back, actually, the day I got back my second trip over there, he was doing something with his Patreon folks. And he had mentioned that if I, you know, if I, depending on what time I got in, if I wanted to come by and I was like, okay, I'll try. So I made sure when I came by to bring some more jambalaya for him. I brought him, some <laughs> <laughs> brought him I was like, hey, I got you, I got your fix for, at least, you know, a little while. Yeah, a few months. <laughs> so we had Norm for our Shamisen episode. Then our two-parter we talked about earlier, we had Daniel Dockery for the evolution of Pokemania. So kind of talking about the history of Pokemon in the US and around the world, really. I think Pokemon Go is the thing that brings us into the modern Pokemon era, where it's obviously huge right now. Pokemon Scarlet and Violet had these massive sales. Sword and Shield are now like the second highest selling generation after Red, Blue, and Yellow, which, you know, people were like, Sword and Shield, like after the national Pokedex controversy, thing, people were like, this is going to kill the franchise. No, it did not. But I think Pokemon Go is the thing that pushed Pokemon into the modern era. It's if you look at how big and generational the fan base is now. You know, Pokemon Go was the proof that, as your mom planet can attest, it's no longer something that you grow out of. Pokemon has become a thing that sticks with you. So that was our second guest. Third guest was our Travel Hiroshima episode with Joy Jarman Walsh of Inbound Ambassador and Seek Sustainable Japan podcast. If you look up in the hill, you'll see the Peace Pagoda, Silver Peace Pagoda. It is a beautiful place to go and look at the city because it's a great vantage point. Uh, you can walk from the station up to that point in about 25, 30 minutes. Depends on your fitness because there's a lot of steps. But you walk through loads of red Cody gates. It's really beautiful. And then you go up to the Silver Peace Pagoda. I was up there yesterday doing a virtual tour. And it was cold, but it was blue skies clear, sunny, and beautiful. She was fantastic. That episode was really good. <laughs> I not that I'll say that probably about every episode here. Not probably, <laughs> I will. But I really love the insight she gave us into a lot of like kind of niche things about Hiroshima that you don't really think of outside of like the big hitters, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Another one, actually this one's been kind of kicking since about a year ago too, Jen. The kanji episode. I scissors and pasted it onto big sheets of paper and drew all the characters in. That was before computers, so I did everything on a typewriter. And that took one month, exactly a month. So my third month in Japan, I wrote the book. Everything was in my head, but I had to figure out how to write it all. And it seemed rather silly to me along the way. You know, all these stories, they're just jokes. And I had to clean a lot of them up for public consumption, of course, you know, when you get into the imagination, your mind can go all sorts of unproductive directions. So I wrote a preface to it and then left my name off. I called the book Adventures in Kanji Land. Yeah, well, that one's a little special because uh, I remember when we were first starting the podcast and we all had our, you know, dreamy eyes about who could we get on to the podcast. You know, Nigel was like, I need this guy on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And, and I reached out to him last March, no, was it March or February, Fe early 2022. And I emailed him and got in touch with him. And then we were going back and forth a little bit. And then I think we got slammed with just kind of figuring out what, where we were going with the podcast for season three. We didn't really know at that point. 
So we kind of like, I kind of put it on hold because I didn't want to schedule anything without really knowing what was going on. And then I never really got back to emailing him. And then we connected it a little bit in the summer last year, then fell off a bit. And then I re reached out to him earlier this year. And he's like, yeah, I was wondering what happened to you guys. And I was like, oh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> so, um, and then turns out his mom, was it his mom grew up in Metairie? Yeah, I think so. Like what? Yeah, <laughs> Small world. Like <laughs> it's crazy. Okay, and then next we had our uh, Super Senpai, Super Sentai, not Super Senpai, Super <laughs> Sentai <laughs> episode uh, talking about Tokusatsu and Super Sentai with Sotaro Yasuda, who was an actor in Geki Ranger and another, uh, was it Kamen Rider Ghost, I think was the yeah. Kamen Rider he was in. Yeah, one of the Kamen Riders. The only one Tokusatsu I watched was um, B Fighter Kabuto. It's like a. Um... It's not Sentai and it's not Kamen Rider, but it is Tokusatsu. They transform and fight. And in that B Fighter Kabuto, my brother was playing a role in it. So he was a superhero too. That's why I wanted to be a hero. Yeah, and that was really fun. I had a, a friend of mine who's a big Super Sentai fan join me to kind of do a little bit of a primer for the interview. Again, that episode was really fun. And I met, I got, got to meet Sotaro in Tokyo as well. He's a super nice dude. So. Then Jen, yours was next, Kimono. Mm, yep. With Rin and Mainichi Kimono. So for those types, you have to unravel it from the cocoon. And they're interlocked to make this thread that's thick enough to be woven in that machine thing. But sometimes a cocoon is unsuitable for making raw silk. Like perhaps it's an awkward shape or there's more than one silkworm larvae inside. And so those ones have to be pulled out by hand even more meticulously in order to be spun into fabric. And that creates kind of like a silk cotton instead, which is why if you touch different types of silk kimono, they don't always feel the same to the touch. The silk cotton is going to be tougher. Yeah, no, I kind of went ham on this season and was just like, all these people that I follow on Twitter, I wonder if I could just like talk to them on a podcast. <laughs> the accessibility people, and we say this, I think we said this a few times, every recap episode, the accessibility people is kind of crazy. You yeah, don't know until is. you try. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't know. It's like, I see, I see all these people doing interesting things. I'm like... I want to talk to you about that. So like, right. yeah, this girl, she she does like a bunch of kimono stuff and she's very knowledgeable. And I was like, I want to talk to you about that. Like, That's, yeah. that's cool that you do this. Mm. It was very informative. We learned, I, I didn't know anything about the history of kimono and all that stuff. So it was a great, great episode in that regard. Yeah. yeah. Next, we had uh, Chris Carlier, Mondo Mascots. They have mascots for, for all sorts of things. Even like funeral homes have mascots. Um, there's one where it's like a big a big bear dressed as a funeral director. <laughs> Very somber looking, wearing a black suit. Not like the Grim Reaper or something. <laughs> Quite often, like, I'll post something online and people will say, huh, what next? A mascot for a funeral home? Or, and whenever anyone says something like that, I look it up and it usually does exist. <laughs> that was... That was a crazy episode. That was, again, a shot in the dark. I, yeah. I read a couple <laughs> interviews. I, I read an interview article about him, and then I saw he had a website. I went on his website, and he had, like, you know, an email or something on there. And I was like, ah, why not? Let's see. You never know. And then, lo and sure behold, I get an email back. And I was like, well, crap. All right, let's do this. That was a fun one. Then Kasha of Ikigai Connections, uh, finding your dream job, Japan dream job, excuse me. 
absolutely. I think there's many ways of doing this, and I've seen it. Like some people still write an objective on their resume, so maybe in there there could be a little sentence about business culture or language skills. Under the education, you could clarify the. Let's say you did a study abroad or your courses, you could just add those few bullet points underneath that are specific to Japanese or skills. Of course, you could add a little bit more about you know what exactly you do know about the language that maybe doesn't go in the education sections. Yeah, she was super stoked to come on. She was like, "I am honored," and I'm like, "Please, why, why honored? Why the word honored? Like, we're not that big or whatever." But she, she made us feel like superstars. Let me just tell you, and she's super awesome, and just she has really good advice to give.、Hmm. She's great, and she was one of the reasons that I was like, okay, maybe having a spot on LinkedIn would be good because、yeah. she does post a lot on LinkedIn. She does,、um, and, and it's a different. Demographic of audience. I don't want to say、it、demographic,、is. but it's a different type of audience on LinkedIn and a type of a different type of posts that you would share. I mean, our we share our stuff. It's all kind of the same across all of our social media for the most part. We don't really differentiate between Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. But for LinkedIn, I feel like we could reach some people that maybe we wouldn't reach otherwise.、Mm. You know, with other Japan American societies and other you know Japan related organizations and stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's a really good point. Yeah, so she she kind of planted a seed, and then you know I, a couple other people mentioned something. I was like, let's do it. So I want to give her props for the idea there. That was、yeah. that was great. And then、uh, that was like our halfway point for the season, and that's when I decided to peace out and go to Japan. And <laughs> that episode came out. Who could blame you? I tried my best on the plane to do editing, but when you have a two-year-old、oh, yeah, and no. yeah, background no, no, noise on、no. the plane, it's just hard to do. And you're like this, like little T-Rex arms, like trying to like move a mouse <laughs> and try to clip audio tracks and stuff. It's not、oh. fun. But no, the next episode we had after our little break was the three-time grand champion Konishi Yasukichi. To become an Ozeki, you have to be a Sekiwaki, which is a junior champion. When in the Sekiwaki division, junior champion division, you have to have three consecutive three tournaments, at least win eleven or more matches. You get promoted to Ozeki, which is very hard because you have to be consistent for three tournaments, win at least eleven or more per tournament out of fifteen. So, and then the next level is once you make it as an Ozeki to become a Yokozuna. The best way to become Yokozuna is win back to back, and the only problem of being Yokozuna, once you become Yokozuna, once you start losing, you have to kind of retire. I, I wanted to bring him on. That was one of like our first guests, right? Like ever、yeah. that I've, I wanted to like kind of reach out to, and I've I tried to go into the proper channels on like his website and all his like never worked out. I ended up getting his、uh, like masterclass、mm. on Naro TV. Which was really educational, really awesome. If you're interested in sumo, check it out. And then after I got it, I、uh, or no, I, I reached out to him on Twitter and said, "Hey, would you want to come on a podcast?"、And、he said, "Yeah, check out my Naro TV thing and let me know what you think." And then out, reached back out to me after.、And、I was like, "All right." So I did that, and then I got back in touch with him. And lo and behold, he was like, "All right, yeah, sure." And then we had some technology issues here a little bit in the beginning, but、uh, we we're good. We we're good, and it ended up being a great episode. Yeah, I loved that episode. It was so cool because I was just having a conversation about how I have no idea what actually goes on in sumo, like how often it's like thought about, and like what people actually do, how involved it is, and literally, like <laughs> within a week, that episode came out, and I was like, bro. 
the universe is aligned. <laughs> well, they had that they had that show, um, Sanctuary, come out on Netflix. Yeah, and it was like right yeah. around the same time that episode came out. So I don't know if we rode a little bit of the, the wave there. Yeah, that was a great episode. That yeah, they fit like kind of timing wise. It ended up working out just right because Sanctuary was great too, and it, can, it gives you a behind the peak. Like you know, you get to learn about like the inner workings, and obviously it's fiction, but. But it's you know, so intense. It's reflective of reality, right? Right, right, exactly. So that was there. And then we had a couple, um, well, not back to back, but one of our two repeat guests, Shinichi Mine, we had from Tabi Eats, uh, came on and talked about ramen. The moment, my favorite is Tonkotsu Shoyu in, in, in Tokyo. <laughs> I might have mentioned it on the last podcast, but uh, it's a place called Tatsunoya in Shinjuku. There's always a line, and uh, that place has shoyu tonkotsu ramen. You get all the richness of tonkotsu, but you also have the savoriness and I guess saltiness of shoyu. And it's amazing. It's like a fusion of Hakata ramen, Fukuoka ramen, and Tokyo ramen. It's great. That's my favorite ramen. Oh, thank that was- the Lord. Because I missed the first one. I was I so deeply upset. <laughs> mm. Deeply, deeply upset. So I was like, ah, I get to come on to this one. Yeah, no, that was that was such a such a good episode. Shinichi's great. Like Yeah, he is. Anything food related, if you want to hear food, go check out his YouTube channel. Cause like you know how for YouTubers, good. like you feel like some of them are probably fake, like their personality is fake. Mm. Or like you get that feeling with him. I f- I didn't feel that. I was like, I feel mm. like this is like purely him. This is just how he is. I yeah. love it. <laughs> and then next we had another one of your guests, one of your Instagram followers, Rachel of Travel Bug Art. That's I think what it's about is you have to do something that scares you. Watercolor scared me. Landscapes bored me. And I guess I found a way, or I should give credit to Japan for making me see those things differently and, and trying different things. I think any artist, and I think you guys would agree with your art background too, that your best work is probably when you are pushing those boundaries and you are pushing yourself to do something a little bit different. And I thought a lot about like, why did I end up painting landscapes after I disliked them? And I think I was so moved by what I was seeing in Kyoto and in Japan and just kind of the affection that I felt for the the place that I was living and experiencing that I wanted a way to like keep it forever. Yes. Yeah. And did you see her on Instagram? She, I think she went to your fossil thing that you were talking about. Was that, I, I, I must, I might've missed that post. I, and or, she made her own kimono print of I, I the fossils. That. I, I was that. like cool. so blown. I, I was that. like, oh my God, she's finally doing it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I saw the fossil thing. I, I was impressed. That, well, I wonder, that, I have to go back and look. I couldn't remember which, uh, which fossil museum that was, but that was. I don't know. She went to a fossil cool. museum and I remember we were talking about it in the episode. And then she like posted her, prints that she did on her kimono of the fossils i was like oh this is so beautiful yeah she killed it it was so good yeah and so then the next episode we had was steven lyman who has his own podcast or is a co-host on a podcast called japan distilled podcast where they focus mostly on shochu and sake and whiskey and things like that 
But one of the episodes they did, uh, and I heard this because Matt Alt was on it actually, was about a man called Jokichi Takemine. He had already lost his samurai status. Uh, he had lost that probably a decade before, but apparently news travels slowly because he was treated as a knight, essentially. He was considered royalty by the local media. He was wined and dined and invited to all of the, the debutante balls and the galas, and he appeared in the local newspaper on several occasions. So he had essentially full access to the best of New Orleans when he was living there, which probably wouldn't have happened 10 or 20 years later. But at that time, he was in the right place at the right time, which seemed to be a recurring theme in his life. And if you want to learn more about him, he's one of the earliest connections between New Orleans and Japan. Like he was here when they established that international relationship back in the late 1800s. So if you want to hear about that, definitely go back and listen to that episode. But he was fantastic. They came in and we had an event here in July at a local restaurant where we had a shochu tasting and the the Takamine whiskey tasting. Mm -hmm. I hadn't done an event like that with Japan Society yet. And that was really cool. And I think those kind of events are really... We'd love to do more of those in the future. So, mm. Stephen, if you're listening, uh, <laughs> let's collaborate. <laughs> Next was another one of Jen's, Tyson of Nihongo Hongo. I think the hardest part is grammar. For example, like when it comes to negative verbs, like I don't eat. In Tokyo, they say tabenai. But in Kansai, we say tabehen or tabeyan. So ending tag is different. And also, uh, in Tokyo, basically people say i, i, good. But in Kansai, we say eh, eh. So that's also the difference. And, you know, talking about McDonald's. So McDonald's, eh? So Tokyo people say Mac. But if you say Mac in Osaka, you're going to have trouble with local people. I'm kidding. <laughs> but in Kansai, in Kansai, we say Makudo. By the way, he was live on Instagram this morning. He's always live, I find. <laughs> I, I join every time he's on, because usually it's during work, and I just put it on in the background, and I'll say hi. And he says, hey, Doug, because he knows it's usually me on the yeah. Japan one. And so I, I said, hey, we're recording our season recap today so uh, with Jennifer. And he's like, oh, tell Jennifer I said hey Aww, in the, on I the live. So. <laughs> yeah, no, he's so sweet. And let me just say, like, because I never have time to do anything anymore because, you know, have a one-year-old now. And... Uh, You know, one of the joys I get is when I'm just literally just swiping through Instagram and I see one of his reels and he just gives me a good laugh for the day. I love it. He's so good. Mm. And then next episode was Chris Nelge of TDR Explore. I would love like a Nintendo franchise cafe that they have. Maybe they rotate through it every few months or something. Animal Crossing. Give me Brewster's Coffee House. Like, I would die. Animal Crossing would be an easy win for people, I think. Like I just like Animal Crossing. I would 100% do that. Like I I love that idea. Maddie, this is where you you came back for this episode. So <laughs> I did. You want to talk about this one? And he was a returning guest, so we didn't really yeah, have to Yeah, he hunt was too a returning hard. guest. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Yeah, no. I mean, what a fun episode. I got to learn so much that I didn't even know about themed cafes and like what they do and like how they work and like why they're successful you know like my little business mind really enjoyed that episode as much as like my fan side i mean and thank you guys for having me on it was so much fun oh you gotta Uh, gotta come back for more episodes more often so yeah absolutely (laughs) don't worry i have a few for next season that i want you to come on oh yeah yay (laughs) i'm honored And I agree, though, the business model that they kind of talked about, it really, I mean, it wasn't like it was a business, like economic, you know, it wasn't like that, but it gave you a look at why they're successful, 
you know like it's not just the, the theming yeah, of it but you know why they do the way they do right and i think it gives a lot of insight into like some major cultural differences between the united states and japan you know yeah. and like but also i think we even touched on like how it could be a successful thing in the united states as well yeah, you know? just get it adapted right you gotta yeah, exactly. tweak it a little bit like just office uk versus office us or something exactly, like exactly. <laughs> themed cafe edition <laughs> All right, Jen, next one is another one of your gets. You, you were nailing this back end of the season. Like, was I? Just <laughs> knocking them out of the park. And this might be one of my favorite episodes of the year. Like, this one. Oh, I, I think I, I know which one it is. I have done one it is. so many episodes. We did. I, I love them all. But this one gave me chills when I was listening to it. Like, because I'm a big martial arts fan. So this yes, is a Kendo I episode. know who you're talking about. Uh, and yes. Alexander Bennett, who's the seventh on in Kendo. He's a author of many books, a translator, professor. And the basics in martial arts are referred to as kihon. So you'll learn how to use the sword and your body and your mind as one consolidated entity. It all has to come together. In Kendo terms, we call that ki ken tai. Ichi. So ki is your energy, your spirit. Ken is your sword. Tai is your body. And ichi means together. So everything must be together. And in order to do that, you have to do kihon ad nauseum. In kendo, there are only four targets. There's a target to the head, which is called men. To the wrist, which is called kote. To the body or torso, it's called do. And a thrust to the throat, which is called tsuki. You know, he came on and, and talked about just background behind kendo, background behind the history of the sword in Japan and all that stuff. And, uh, all right, go. Your yeah, turn. he, I, no, he, no, you're right. I mean, fangirling all the way. He blew it out the park. I never imagined an episode like that. Seriously, when I, when I thought of him as a guest, I was just like, I knew him as a translator because I yeah. read one of his books for college. And I was like, you know, why not sh try again and see, you know, if I could get him on the podcast, you know, I'm interested in, you know, talking with him. And yeah, no, I, if you would have told me that the episode would have ended up that way, I wouldn't have believed you because I don't know what I was expecting from the episode, but it just came out so good. And like, I didn't want the recording to end. Mm. That's how good it was. It was, it was, oh yeah, I think that was probably one of my favorite episodes this season. It just, it went really well. We're going to have some listener feedback later on in the episode. And this isn't part of that. I didn't count in there. But one of our listeners, the uh, guy, Adrian, I met at Norm's Patreon event. He started listening to the podcast. At the, I, we kind of talked about it and he started listening. Um, and he messaged me after the episode came out and said, like, that episode was so good. I could listen to that guy all day. Uh, like, I didn't I know, know anything right? going in. And it was just so super informative. It was the best episode it. of the season for me. So I mean, I'm that so was, glad. I'm so glad yeah, other people yeah. liked it because like, literally, like I knew I wanted to do a kendo episode because like I practice it <laughs> as a beginner and I knew you love martial arts, Doug. And I was like, I feel like we could vibe with this guy. I feel like oh, we could do so this. Oh, it was good. so good. So good. so good. And he was interested in coming back too. So that's yeah. like another martial art we could talk about, you know. If you have a martial art, you listeners out there, if you have a martial art you want to listen to or learn about history behind, he has a PhD in martial arts. Like yeah, he, he, does. He's, he studies this stuff uh, on top of practicing. So he really has a lot of information that we could tap into. So I think, oh, yeah, for sure. you know, there's definitely another martial arts episode coming down the pike at some point, you know, and I think he'd be a great person to bring back if we do. Yeah. Uh, our 17th episode of the season was the Omiyage episode. No guests, but a lot of fun. 
Uh, <laughs> so cute. Those, yeah, are just the, those are just easy grabs yeah. for us. We don't yeah. need a guest for it because that would be ridiculous. I mean, it's just something that you and I could just talk about and yeah. it could be a casual conversation, but still informative for people mm-hmm. who are trying to go travel to Japan. Yeah. I love your conversation episodes. I think they're so refreshing and fun to listen to. Oh, well, you. that's why we can kind of <laughs> cut loose, I feel. We don't have to go by like a like a serious interview, you know? Mm-hmm. We yeah. kind of just, we get to just chat to ourselves, which Doug and I love to do because we have like these podcast meetings, you know, we're always like, <laughs> okay, we're just going to talk for like 15 minutes, 15 minutes, and then it ends up being like an hour. And we're like, okay, no. nope, that was, that was a short meeting. <laughs> <laughs> It's always one more thing. Always one more thing. <laughs> <laughs> so after that episode was our History of Nintendo with Matt Alt. Then Gunpei Yokoi came up with the Game Boy in 1989. And I actually think that's the more transformative device. It wasn't even a great game system. You know, I talked to a game, uh, an American game insider who programmed for it. And she said they called it the Lame Boy. But like spec-wise, it was a, a pale shadow of like the Atari Lynx, which came out around the same time. But it had the better game library. Like Nintendo gambled that kids didn't care about the spec. All they cared about was could they play Mario on it? And it had like the link cable, which was something Yokoi insisted on putting on there that would let you link them together and like multiplayer and stuff like that. The Game Boy's portability, its cheapness, and its game library got into all sorts of crazy places. So I actually think the Game Boy is the most revolutionary thing. Always a fan of Matt Alt. I I actually didn't even include him in our returning guests because he's basically a host on this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, yeah, he he came back and, you know, I, I... forget where um, I had the idea come from, but I really wanted to do a history episode. We hadn't really done a lot of history episodes this season. The Jokichi Takamine one was one that we had had, but at the point when we interviewed Matt, we hadn't really done any history. So that one was something that I was like, this would be fun because it's pop culture meets history. Uh, you learn yeah. kind of a little bit about something that everyone loves. And it, that one too, that, that, that and I want to say the Kendo one probably were two of my, two of my favorites this year. You know, spoiler for the next the segment after this where it's what are your favorite episodes of the season <laughs> but uh yeah those are two of my favorites and um it was a lot of fun it was one of our more popular episodes this season and just all around like you talk to matt about pop culture something related to japan and he's just gonna give you all these nuggets of information you never oh, yeah, know for sure i feel like when we're in a bind on a topic like we want to do a topic but we don't know how to like talk about the topic matt's our guy <laughs> hey matt <laughs> <laughs> And then our last episode prior to this one is the Explore Matsue episode uh, where yes. we had, again, I guess this is a, I would call this a gen get, Nicholas McCullough. He works currently in Matsue, CIR in the JET program over there in their tourism division. I think a lot of people know like very simple greetings. However, when you want to start doing a little bit more involved experiences, it's going to take some level of Japanese But at Matsue Station itself, they have an actual like kiosk and they actually have very, very, very competent Japanese um, English speakers. And if there's something ahead of time that you knew you wanted to do, like go to a certain restaurant or maybe schedule like to actually be able to participate in this sort of making traditional Japanese paper experience or something, they can make the call for you and they can make the reservation for you. He just came on and, and helped us learn a little bit more about Matsue. I know, Maddie, we did an episode in season one about Matsue. We talked about talked with Sam, kind of talked yeah. about our experience on the exchange program. 
sister city relationship, maybe a little history about Matsue. But he gave us a little bit, you know, some other details. And it was a newer episode, like post pandemic. Yeah. Like yeah. Matsue versus our experiences were pre pandemic. Yeah. Not that I think a lot has severely changed history wise, but, uh, <laughs> you know, it gave us a little bit more of a. You know, kind of like a tourist recent, view yeah. Like, yeah. A, like, hey, like, here's the state like, of tourism in Matsue right now. Yeah, like go here and do these things, then you'll exactly. have a great time. Yeah, very informative. So yeah, that's that's our. Those are all of our guests and all of our episodes this season. We kind of just wanted to give you a recap run through in case you hadn't listened to all of them and maybe just didn't go back and look. Maybe you only came and popped in for one episode and then just started listening, kind of working our way this way, but then. Hadn't worked your way back yet. So this will let you know what's out there, at least for this season. So um, we, we really already talked about balancing life and podcasting. We traveled all over the world this summer, Jen. Yeah. You to Europe uh, and me to Asia. I'm so glad to be back. That I was bet. such a long trip. <laughs> so long. Seriously, guys. Like, I... I had to refresh my memory of the season because I didn't remember what even happened. I, I, I just, oh God. Yeah. <laughs> well, it was just long in terms of the window where we interviewed people. It was like December. It was like, I think when we interviewed Daniel, that was our first interview for this season. We interviewed him in December. And I think our last interview was Stephen Lyman in June. That was just me though. The last one we did together was at the end of May, right before I went out of the country. And that was uh, Nicholas. So, yeah, it, it was a long stretch. And then there's been a long stretch of no interviews, which has been sort of, I don't want to say I don't like, I, I love interviewing and talking to our guests, but just it's a different type of busy. From, yeah, it <laughs> from, is. Or, or different type of stress of like trying to coordinate all schedules versus editing. Editing is yeah. a whole other exactly. ballgame <laughs> stress. <laughs> well, hopefully next year... I'll be telling you, Doug, that bye, I'm going to Japan because yeah. the Japan oh, program's right. back. That's right. Yeah. yeah oh, that's, that's, that's so cool. That's news. Yay. I know. Oh, uh, I'm so glad. If, if, if my trip this summer is any in- indication of how subsequent summers of my son going to do immersion in a Japanese elementary school for the summer is like, then I'll probably be in Japan around the same time as you. <laughs> so <laughs> Sweet. We will definitely have a break at that point. Just but earmark it now june is yeah. out, of, out of office uh, <laughs> yeah, june out of office bye Go we may schedule episodes and... but uh yeah <laughs> enjoy the fruits of your labors yes <laughs> yeah 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 so what else uh you know we've talked about all the episodes but i want to give you a little rundown real quick i did a download count this morning of our top downloaded episodes of the season Ooh, the number so one what are the results so what do you think is number one I mean, I would, I don't know. I feel like uh, maybe the Nintendo episode, just because you could tag Nintendo. And mm-hmm. I feel like if you tag Nintendo on something, I feel like a lot of people are always searching Nintendo, maybe. Yeah. So it's tricky with this because, I mean, obviously the downloads going to be a little weighted towards like the earlier episodes because they've been out longer, right? Mm. But actually, Nintendo was close to the top. It was number two. Number one was our Super Sentai episode. And that was because it was the day of or day after I commented on one of the, there's a couple Super Sentai Twitter handles that I follow. And I commented and said, hey, you guys might be interested in this. And I I think I tagged him on the post. And one of them picked it up and he has like 40,000 followers. And then he retweeted it. And then that actually kind of caused a spike, but it got it out there. 
Oh, and wow. I don't know how many people we picked up along the way from that, but, you know. But enough to reach number one in downloads, yeah, yeah, which I'm, was... I'm kind of surprised about. I didn't think Super Sentai would get there, number there's one. A big, there's a big following out there. A very dedicated, dedicated following. fan base. Yeah. I see, I see. But yeah, that was the number one. By almost 100 downloads, by the way. That was a wow. big, yeah. Nintendo was the second one. Ah, there you go. Followed by Approaches to Kanji. Okay. That I, one. I feel like our language episodes do typically well. I feel like a lot of people just are trying to figure out how to learn Japanese. <laughs> yeah. I think, uh, again, you tag them on Instagram with hashtags for like language learning and things like that. I think yeah. a lot of people pick up on those. I think I might have posted that one on Reddit somewhere, maybe, um, oh, okay. and got some traction there. I also uh, feel like podcasts are a popular way to try to learn languages in the first place. True. So I, Very yeah, true. Very true. It makes a lot of sense to me. Fourth was Shamisen. Oh, thank the so Lord. So Norm. Because <laughs> well, like we worked so hard on that one that yeah. I was like, that better be top five. It was. Sure it enough. was definitely. It was definitely up there. It was definitely yeah. up there. And again, the the Nintendo one prior to Nintendo, you know, that was obviously number three. Um, but then Super Sentai was like, I think if we hadn't gotten that retweet where it got it in front of all those like dedicated fans of Super mm-hmm. Sentai and, and Tokusatsu, I think you know it wouldn't have been as high. I think mm-hmm. that just happening happening to get that caused us to get a lot of traffic for that one episode. Yeah. Number five was our Kasha episode about the Japan Dream Job. Oh, hey, so look at yeah, that, that was Kasha a really that was a five. really popular episode. Really good. Well, I feel like a lot of people are trying to have their in with Japan, yeah. and it can very much be a hard thing to do. But you know, mm-hmm. with help, it doesn't have to be hard. You're right. Ooh. You're right. Crew so, Japan's got your back. Yep. <laughs> so I want to get your. I already kind of said what my I thought my two favorite. And again, I, it's hard for me to really pick, but the like the Kendo one and the history of Nintendo really did it for me. What were your favorite episodes? Either one of you. Whoever wants to go first, you have to junk in for it. Maddie, I think I'll let you go first. I don't think. <laughs> yeah, she needs some time to process. <laughs> I totally get it. Um, I wrote down some of my favorites, but if I have to pick two, I mean, okay. Obviously, I really enjoyed being a part of the themed cafes episode, so yeah. I have Man, to. Come on, Mord. <laughs> it's not me. like you're banned from the podcast you're always <laughs> welcome to just come on at any time thank you yeah i'll just text you and be like all right when's the next one let I'm me know coming in <laughs> <laughs> seriously just, do that i will i will you'll be like right. one of those like zoom hackers that like just pops into zoom <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah, well, and now that i have this set up at my new place it's it's a lot easier to be able to oh, record good. i again. think that was one of the things with you recording that you said yeah. like you were moving earlier in the year yeah and then so- you couldn't really come in and out like it's as easily as you had been in the past exactly yeah like first it was the laptop and then i got like the analog well just the computer like the with the monitor and everything but then i realized i didn't have a webcam and then i got a, a webcam that didn't work and it was just this whole <laughs> this whole debacle but now i have this full setup in my living room and it's a little in the way but it totally works for stuff like this so yeah let's yeah. go let's go let's go i'm ready to jump in now i have fully <laughs> okay you fully heard it evolved. here she's she's ready I'm to jump back in, in. season five i'm Maddie's taking you up back. on your word my girl 
Because okay. I need your help Return on some of, of the these mad. topics. I got you. I literally do. I'm so excited to be able to, to jump back good, in. Good, yeah. Good. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And then I guess other than that, okay, the sumo episode was actually really fun for me. I mentioned it earlier, you know, but it was just like this random kismet connection to my personal life. And like, it was so cool hearing about all the connections that he had to um, New Orleans and like LSU and like, yeah, that was cool. I didn't know that right? until like, I forget how I learned it. No, he was, he did some like live Q&A thing that yeah. the people who had his masterclass were only invited to. So it was like maybe 18 people on a Zoom call with him. Oh, that's so cool. And well, insider scoop. <laughs> yeah. So then I saw that and I asked him about it, you know, and so that's why I brought it back up on the episode because I thought it was really a, a cool, unique connection that he had. Yeah, I agree. But <laughs> Can I just say one more honorable mention? Yes, so, go for okay. it. <laughs> the Jokichi Takamine episode was so freaking cool to me also. Oh, you like that one? Okay, good, good. Yes, because, um, I mean, just having been to Matsue myself and, like, having learned the whole history, like, knowing that there was, like, one more major connection at that same world fair that Lafcadio Hearn went to that inspired him to move to Japan and, like, create this connection, but it wasn't just him. Like, this yeah. guy was there too. Like, how cool, you know? I know, what right? A, they were just what an passing ships tidbit. in the night, kind of. Like, they were there, just happened to be at the same time. And yet, and such then, a profound impact on right. New Orleans and our relationship. And like you said, like, would the Japan Society have even existed without this guy? Like, we may never know. So, I thought that was really cool. Yeah. And, yeah, that's my picks. <laughs> All right, Jen, you're on the clock. Okay, that's fine. She gave me time. So, <laughs> not to be favorable to my guests. But I think I'm going to have to because my two favorite, obviously you and I, Doug, were fangirling about the Kendo episode. Yeah. Just that episode, just amazing. Did it, so it, well. It, the bar was here and it, I I mean, it was listen, already kind of high. I was, could listen uh, to that man all day. Like I literally did not want to hang up the call. And I've, I'm rarely like that. Usually I'm like, okay, you know, I feel guilty. Let me go. There was like, I'm, I want to <laughs> listen to him. <laughs> yeah. The only reason it ended is he had to go to teach a class. Yeah. Um. <laughs> and then my second favorite was actually Rachel with Travel Bug Art. Oh, only right. because she is stationed in Kyoto and my heart yeah. is in Kyoto. There and you go. so she was definitely just a really good person to bond with because I just I miss Kyoto so much and seeing her art on Instagram all the time really inspires me all the time to just like keep up my motivation of everything so yeah no love that episode that was a good one that and was fun I, to listen to I'll, I'll throw one since Maddie threw an honorable mention out there <laughs> and I think Open Jen this would be your honorable mention too the Shamisen episode I think was yeah. just it, I, I didn't know anything about Shamisen oh really that, so. I know I, I knew a bunch of stuff I about mean, I knew Shamisen what, what it was I knew what it uh. sounded like but I didn't know anything about it so I thought that was really cool to hear that kind of background and him learning from two of Japan's top shamisen artists. Yeah, for sure. Just really, it was really cool to hear that kind of insight. Well, I feel like we didn't, I don't actually, I think he was our first music episode. No, we, we did no? City Pop did before. Oh, yeah, City oh, Pop, City yeah. Pop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That not was like, a great episode. Like, but not like traditional musical, Japanese. Tra traditional like Japanese yeah. musical instrument. Yeah, and I felt like I really wanted to like deep dive into like traditional Japan. So yeah. that's why like I did like episodes like Shamisen, Kimono, mm -hmm. Kendo. I was like, let's just deep dive into like traditional Japan, like traditional Japan this season. Let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it worked out. It worked out. Yeah. 
that's kind of a recap of all of our episodes for season four. Our favorites, our everything. But did anything, Jen, I know we're about to talk about goals for season five. But uh, I think one of the goals that we have for every season is that we want to deliver for our listeners. If you have a topic that you're interested in, if you have something you want to listen to, or you want to hear from a certain guest, or you want to hear about a certain topic, let us know, because that drives a lot of what we look for. And we have our own ideas of like what kind of topics we want to talk about or, or things like that, interests, target guests. But having that additional input from our listeners helps give us some guidance because we're making the stuff, obviously for us too, but we're making it for everyone that's listening and we want to have stuff you want to listen to. So off the top of your head, was there anything that you had this season that came off of a listener's request? So I don't think it's from this season, but like I remember I met one of our listeners in person at one of our events for Japan Society of New Orleans. And he specifically wanted a VTuber to come on. And, you know, I'm not really avid on VTubers. So I was like, let me learn a little bit more before I dive into that. And now that I think I have a grasp on it, I'm ready to like kind of conquer that topic. I don't think I could get his exact VTuber, but I do have a VTuber in mind that I want to reach out to and see if uh, she can come on. Another one from, oh my God, this is from like a long time ago. As, as I say with my son, a long time ago. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, dad joke. Yeah, I know. Japanese dad joke. <laughs> oh my God. Anywho, I remember last time, you know, we had someone that was like, oh, do episode on manga. And, you know, we did that. We did a manga episode. And then we did anime for shonen. And I think I want to try to do the equivalent and do an anime for shoujo. But I think I just didn't do it because I was like, no offense, Doug. I want Maddie to come on this episode with me. I want Maddie to be there, too, because I don't have I don't really know if I have anything to contribute. I, I- <laughs> <laughs> I, I could definitely. I mean, I've watched you. Sailor Moon when I was a kid, but there's way more to shoujo than Sailor yes, Moon. Yes, there is definitely. Um, mm-hmm. I yeah, no. Maybe Actually, Magical there. Girl is its own topic. Honestly, right. like just right. shoujo in general, there's so much to talk about with shoujo, yeah. and I really just want to deep dive into it and share with people like what shoujo actually is because I feel like there's a perception about it, and I really just want to help them understand what shoujo is and the goodness that it brings. Absolutely, and the depth that it brings, and like the you know, there's so much more to it, so much more like intrigue and even I like know. darkness and like you know, like commentary on the human experience experience kind of st- it's good I know. It's, it's so good. good it's good, it's good. <laughs> and of course like you said doug i mean we have our own personal agendas um, right, right. there are a few episodes that i just personally want to do mm. they've been on the list for quite a while now i just kind of want to just knock them out and get it done because i'm mm. like we've been waiting for way too long so yeah good episodes are on the way for season five trust me we got our 15 minute call scheduled for and I'm, i have a hold on my calendar for an hour and a half <laughs> But uh, <laughs> I got ideas. I got big ideas. I got big guests. Oh, I don't God. know if they're going to come through. But oh, God. I-, I may or may not have slid into the DMs of the guy who created the manga Slam Dunk. Oh, Jesus. But he didn't reply yet. But <laughs> I didn't think so. <laughs> if you see that episode come out, you know, hey, you heard it here first. <laughs> <laughs> the Nintendo episode wasn't really a listener request. But someone who listens to the podcast and has listened to in the past is a big fan of Matt Alt and said, we love hearing from him. And any episode you have with him on it, we would, you know, it's something. That's something that we always think about, too. Like, if we have a pop culture thing where we really want to deep dive something pop culture, we know mm-hmm. we already have the guy to go to. So that's always kind of in the back of my mind. 
So, Doug, when do you think season five is going to air? Oh, man. That's when a great question. When can listeners expect us back? <laughs> I need a vacation. <laughs> I know. Hey, I, I don't blame you. You you worked hard this season. You deserve a break, my man. Uh, we gotta, so, I think the biggest thing is we got to have our little powwow about what episodes we want to focus on, like what kind of guests we want to reach out to, topics. Like we have a running list where things we didn't get to this season, we actually roll over to the next. And then we have new things that kind of pop into our brains along the way. I think maybe we're going to try to shoot to start reaching out to guests at the end of October, somewhere in the beginning to middle to end October, I think, which is only two weeks away. God, oh, I just realized that. (laughs) But yeah, so we're going to try to start doing interviews and trying to start scheduling soon with the hope, depending on how many, again, a lot of it depends on how many guests we get in contact with and scheduled early on because we need to get that runway. But uh, yeah, I'm thinking maybe early quarter one of 2024 is what we're shooting for for season five starting. And yeah, you know, episode wise, we're going to keep that kind of in our back pocket because, again, it depends highly on the guests that we can get to come on. But we have we have a lot of ideas. We have a lot of ideas about you, Jen. You good over there? Yep. Just listening to a baby crying. Oh, (laughs) I thought that might be the case. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, did you have anything else about season five you want to mention? And obviously more Maddie, too. It's it's what it's sounding like, which is always a great thing. Always a great thing. (laughs) More Maddie, please. (laughs) So before we wrap up with our listener feedback, also just want to mention too, some house cleaning items for uh, Japan Society, who is the reason we are here, Japan Society in New Orleans. If you didn't hear it already at the beginning of every interview, uh, where we say that we are a podcast sponsored by Japan Society in New Orleans, we are a podcast sponsored by the Japan Society (laughs) in New Orleans. Um, And wanted to let you know that we have some events coming up. We have Japan Fest in New Orleans, which is on October 14th, pretty much all day. I think 10 to 5 is the usual time. I think 10 to 4. Is it 10 to 4? Okay. Yeah, pretty sure 10 to 4. And please know that we're just a sponsor for Japan Fest. We don't actually run it. We're guests just like everyone else. Yes, we sponsor it. We are a participant. In addition to that, we have the announcement. If you listen to our most recent Matsue episode, we have our Sister City Exchange program. That's going to be going live in 2024. The three of us here are on the steering committee for that. So as we get more information, we'll be sure to share that here on the podcast episodes along the way. And our annual meeting is in November. I'm forgetting the date, the 20 something. Am I right? I wasn't prepared for this. I wasn't. Oh, I I can't remember. And I don't think I have it in my calendar yet. It's okay. Just if you join, if you are a member of Japan Society of New Orleans, then it should be coming into your email probably a few weeks before the actual annual meeting. And if you aren't a member of Japan Society of New Orleans, I highly suggest you join. It's not a heavy lift financially. Uh, $25 for an individual, $40 for a couple or family. And if you were a student... Correct me if I'm wrong. That's student at any level of education, correct? I mean, like older than I think 18. So mostly college students. Some, I guess, high school sometimes, depending on the age. But But yeah, like graduate or or graduate students are counted as students. Yep. Okay. There you go. You heard it here. Um, That's ten (laughs) dollars. So look at that. Look at that. Go back to school, and you can save yourself some money. Fifteen bucks. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) While you're incurring debt at school. Uh, Uh, but yeah, so 
we'll have the links in our, our show notes and in our link tree and pretty much everywhere else where you can join Japan Society Worlds if you're interested. We have a lot of events coming down the pike in the future that are still in the works that we can't really share just at the moment. But just know that we are looking to do some exciting programming in the future. So, yay, Japan yay. Society New Orleans. <laughs> so, that brings us to our last segment before we wrap everything up here. I wanted to read a couple feedback messages that we received from listeners. So, we got one from our Instagram. I'll just read it out real quick. It says, Hello, friends. My name is Brenda, and I've been binge listening to your podcast for about two months now. I just wanted to share with you that the World Sumo Championships in Tachikawa Tachihi Arena this October 7th and 8th at 9am. The event is free for spectators. Many countries will be bringing competitors in all weight categories, including youth and women's divisions. The 7th will be youth and all Asian champions, and the 8th will be men's and women's light, middle, and heavyweight, as well as open weight. I understand that you're in New Orleans, but if you happen to be in Japan at the time, please check it out. Or if you're interested in coming in to support any of the other wonderful tournaments in the United States, please follow the United States Sumo Federation on Instagram. Thank you so much for all the wonderful things that you've helped me discover for this trip with your podcast. You guys are the best. So Aww. I thought that was really interesting. I'm assuming she heard the Sumo episode, so that was probably a big, uh, a big plus. I'm glad that some of the travel episodes, too, are getting some love out there. I mean, I love doing the travel episodes. I feel like they generally are pretty popular, but I'm glad that they're helpful and useful for folks that are looking to travel around the country. <laughs> very true. So the other one that we have is an email that we had come in. It mentioned my name in there, but it's to our, our crew. Uh, it says, hey, Doug, we met at one of the Japan Society meetups, I think about a year ago at this point. I started listening to the Crew of Japan podcast again lately, and I thought it might be interesting to have an episode about the perspective of a Japanese language learner living in Louisiana, an area that there are not many of us in the region, which is very true, by the way. Uh, it is. It <laughs> is. So I've kept up my studying since that meetup, and I've actually had a couple moderately successful YouTube videos that I've made on my progress for studying, which have been really fun to put together and track my progress. My general ethos is about how to make language learning fun and using textbooks uh, as a supplement to immersion and experiencing the language to learn. Although right now I'm gearing up to take the N1 in December, so I'm in the thick of grammarless studying again. Wow. I think a lot of people still think that it's impossible to do this as a self-learner, but in the internet age, and especially the last 10 years, with all the great language learning tools out there, it's more than doable than ever. That's the kind of stuff I like to share. And I also 100% agree. I'm not trying to be a language learner YouTube by anything or anything like that, but you know, I've gotten a few people to join my Discord from these videos, and it's been really rewarding talking with other people about Japanese. Uh, mm. On an unrelated note, I've been thinking about trying to become more active in the Japan Society of New Orleans, but the Baton Rouge New Orleans distance is a pretty big obstacle for doing anything regularly. Maybe this would be a great place to start with your podcast. It's really impressive what you guys are doing over there with the podcast. I know how much work it takes to put these kinds of programs together. Both my Japanese videos took weeks to put together from the outline and the visuals to music and everything. I imagine interview shows, there's not much to cut out. You would be surprised. <laughs> <laughs> but, yep. the, but the challenge of the length and everything and trying to make sure there's no sound gaps and things like that, it's probably got to take a lot of attention to detail. I will definitely put Japan Fest on my calendar. Unfortunately, last year I couldn't make it out there because of a family event, but I'll definitely go this time. Exciting. So thank you, Walden, for reaching out to us. I love the idea. And Jen, I know you were saying this too, like the idea of learning Japanese in an area where there's not a heavy or a large demographic of Japanese speakers yeah, or opportunities to learn, really. I mean, the only ones I know of are Tulane. I know UNO mm -hmm. has a couple classes, 
but university level education there's no real yeah there's other no... ways to learn here there's a couple private tutors out there floating around but it's hard to find not yeah. very well advertised so i think you know walden we'll definitely reach out to you i think if you had some experience talking about learning language in louisiana i think we would love to hear more about it okay. so yep. yeah anyway that brings us to the end of our feedback section. I shared some earlier as well about the Kendo episode from Adrian. So that was another piece of feedback we got throughout the season. We've had a lot of feedback coming through comments, tweets, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, a little bit on TikTok too, actually. Yep. Keep them up. Keep coming. We love hearing from you guys. If you got comments, feedback, topics, let us know. Like we want to know. We want to hear from y'all. So with that said... I'm ready to wrap this up because I know I got to edit this episode after this. So. <laughs> I'm ready for season four to end. Let's yeah, move let's, forward to season five. Let's put a bow on it. Congrats, Onward. guys. Good job. I'm Yay. clapping. Hopefully it's not too loud for the audio. Yay. Uh, <laughs> but no, I'm, I'm stoked that we got through this. And it's always a success story for us. Because, again, we're all volunteers here. This is oh, all yeah. we're getting paid. So this is a lot of fun. It's a lot of work, but it's a lot of fun and rewarding in the end. So... I'm glad I'm here with you guys for the ride. So yeah. looking forward to season five and looking forward to all of you listeners out there looking forward to season five. I want to hear some feedback. Come on. Come on, baby. Bring it to us. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, classic <laughs> Doug. Yeah. All right. And that's it for this week's episode and season four. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Crew of Japan podcast. We close out season four with this recap episode and revisited some of our favorite moments. And we're soon to be, after a short break, of course, heads down in preparation for season five. If you haven't fully caught up on the podcast episodes, you'll have plenty of time. Do so while you're waiting for season five to kick off. Have a topic or an idea for season five, or maybe a suggestion, or want to talk to us about two-part episodes. Share with us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, YouTube, Blue Sky, LinkedIn, and wherever else you find us on social media at Crew of Japan, K-R-E-W-E-O-F-J-A-P-A-N, Crew of Japan podcast, where the only ones there, you'll find us. While you're there, give us a follow, like, retweet, share, comment, skeet, when that's what they call my Blue Sky anyway, whatever floats your boat. Send us a message, let us know how you're enjoying the podcast. Or perhaps you prefer to provide your feedback in a more private setting. Send us an email at crewofjapanpodcast at gmail.com. I'll spell it one more time. K-R-E-W-E-O-F-J-A-P-A-N-P-O-D-C-A-S-T at gmail.com. Speaking of feedback, if you're enjoying what you're listening to today, or at any point during season four, please feel free to take just a quick moment and leave us a five-star rating or review on your favorite podcast streaming app. Every single one of those five-star ratings and reviews helps others interested in Japan and this kind of content find the podcast. And I'm 100% sincere when I say that any and all support from you, our wonderful, beautiful listeners, is incredibly appreciated. And this is the last time you have to hear from me for a while. That's it. Season four is over. So that's it for today. Until next time in season five. See ya. to start your own podcast and don't know what platform to use tell me about it when we started the crew of japan podcast we tried a bunch of the big name recording platforms but always came back to the one we're still currently using to this day zencaster 
Zencaster is now the all-in-one solution making podcasting easy. In addition to its high audio and video quality for podcast production, Zencaster provides a full suite of production tools to record, produce, and publish studio quality content from the comfort of your home. Just log in through your browser and start recording. It's that simple. For us, we simply send out links to our guests and they join the lobby. But before you know it, it's all done and you have your studio quality audio and up to 4K video right there ready for you right when you finish. The best part is having their multi-layered backups to ensure that your recordings are in the highest quality, regardless of anyone's internet connection stability. With Zencaster's all-in-one podcasting platform, you can create your podcasts in one place and distribute to all the major destinations. It's really that easy. Go to Zencaster.com slash pricing and use our code CREWOFJAPAN, K-R-E-W-E-O-F-J-A-P-A-N, and you'll get 30% off your first month of any Zencaster paid plan. We want you to have the same easy experiences we do for all of our podcasting and content needs. It's your time to share your story.